0: Today on episode 94 of the Home of Play podcast, Final Fantasy VII Remake is being called the worst AAA PC port ever. The Game Awards 2021 sets a new live stream record, and we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays.
1: All that and more. Let's get some Christmassy intro that sounds a lot like the normal Intro Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to episode 94 of the Home of Play podcast. A Christmas podcast, apparently, because, yeah, we are recording this live. Last year, I think we did a different type of episode. We recorded early this year. We decided, no, we will record live because we're not busy enough. (laughs) So we're going to summarize a very Christmassy intro and just say, basically, we could use your support, subscribe to the podcast. Find us on all your favorite podcast services of choice. Tell your friends, your family, because hopefully you can go see them this year. And uh, yeah, we'd appreciate anything. Uh, you know, we we just uh, we're so happy you guys are here joining us again. And we're gonna talk games, Chris. We're gonna we're gonna do it. I, I promise. Games. So on today's episode, we have no news articles. We're gonna do it a lot like last week. We're just gonna kind of extend the, the bite-sized news and talk about everything this week. There wasn't a lot but surprisingly more than I thought there would be. So that's kind of a good thing. Chris, before we get into all that news I was talking about, let us talk about what you've been up to this last week.
0: Well, unfortunately, it's pretty disappointing. Uh, I've been too busy trying to get ready for Christmas, buying gifts, wrapping gifts, getting full of sparkly dust that's in my lungs now and piercing me. Uh, But uh, as far as game goes, mostly the same stuff as usual. Uh, a couple of new ones I did try, actually, um, probably like for a couple hours in an evening type thing. Uh, I first tried the Knockout City. That's the dodgeball game that came out not that long ago. Uh, I think it was free on PlayStation, but I also currently have Game Pass, so I download it on PC because I had a buddy that said, hey, let's try it. Um, it's pretty fun. It's it's pretty much what it is. I I don't know if there's a lot of depth to it, but... Uh, We did have a fun time playing it. It was pretty competitive and there are some interesting mechanics with the jumping and the different types of uh, balls that you get because there are like tracking ones like there's like a sniper football and then there's like uh, some slowing ones ones that trap the person in cages and stuff. So it's it's pretty fun. It's it's one of those games I could see playing casually from time to time. The other game I tried that was new, which was also another free one for me, was Super People. Sounds really good, I know, but it's actually not bad. It's a new or newer uh, battle royale type game. Uh, it does give me like a lot of references to kind of like PUBG, uh, but it's definitely more. It's definitely a faster paced game uh the characters are more unique in the sense that they have like uh like class abilities which is kind of cool uh the, my one of my favorites was the teleporter like uh you get like a 90 second teleport where you can teleport anywhere within like i don't know what the distance is it's like it's not a huge distance but enough to mess with a, your uh, opponents for sure but there are lots of different uh, abilities and there's traits uh, seems like there's a fair amount of stuff to unlock. The game gives you a good amount of cosmetics to mess around with initially. Uh the character models look good. And to be honest, I was having fun with the gameplay. Uh it's definitely competitive. Um I don't know if there's bots in that right now because there we were we didn't win any matches, but we were having fun uh doing it. So that was it's good. I recommend it, super people. It's free right now. It does have you register, but it's just simply just clicking the button. It's like you're accepted into it. So uh, yeah, I recommend it. Lots of different classes. I think there's like, I don't know, like eight to 10 classes or something with different abilities. One guy has this crazy jump where he like jumps way up in the air and you can get like a good aerial view of things or scale a cliff or whatnot. So Highly recommend, I'm probably going to play more of that in my holidays because I'm now on holidays for two weeks, which is nice. So I suspect I will have good gaming news, hopefully, for you for next week, but uh, depends. I think uh, I gave my Christmas list to a few people in the family and I, I did include Deathloop on there, mostly because it fits in the budget of most people, assuming they get it like when it's on sale. So, which I which is
1: almost always, which is even yeah. right now, I think it's 50% off again.
0: Other than that, yeah, no, it's pretty much looking forward to what I can do in the next two weeks, and we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, Deathloop, maybe if I do end up getting it, uh, maybe I'll jump into that and maybe I'll have a blast. Apparently, it's won awards. Uh, <laughs> what can I say?
1: <laughs> standards, the standards were very high this year, super <laughs> high. But so like, uh, does the game turn on? Game of the year. <laughs> it
0: compete. That would be a competing
1: factor for some. It already beats Cyberpunk. <laughs> well, Steve, I don't cheeky. know how
0: busy your week was. I'm gonna suspect
1: it was similar to mine. But did you get any gaming in? So I did not turn on the PlayStation this week. Um, you know, a lot going on as well. But where I did spend my gaming time is a little what we touched on last week. I have the new computer. It's got a RTX 3070. So it's not the best card. Uh, But if you would have, if I could even tell you what my card was uh, in the last (laughs) PC, it's definitely a lot better. So anyway, even though I was just making fun of it, I spent all week. I think I've, you know, a little under 10 hours on Cyberpunk, just because I feel like that's a tech demo for PCs. It's kind of the only place it works well. And even then, clearly I was oversold. It's still barely like It functions, but there's still tons of the issues. Like, you know, we were talking about that report uh, semi-recently that people were giving positive reviews to Cyberpunk on Steam. I don't understand it, Chris. I have NPCs walking through my cars. Uh, The rain is so bad, Chris. It looks like just multiple JPEGs. Like, there's so many Issues with this game still, and just like you know, the lack of like police, uh, even the interactions like, you just walk away from a police officer and you turn the corner, it's like, okay, and we're done. Like, that's as far as that system went. <laughs> I'm like, okay,
0: cyberpunk developers standing on the roof of
1: buildings throwing JPEGs at you, <laughs> uh, honestly. And so, although I have all these lists of complaints, there is fun to be found in this game, yeah. and it's called mods.
0: Oh. Uh, I
1: just went crazy with mods, I made everything look like uh, Blade Runner. Um, so that made the game look better. I have like, there's this cool new mod that actually made Reddit's front page where a guy at- made a metro system. <laughs> and like it has a schedule Chris like these modders are doing better work than CD Project Red and I think they need absolute accolades they deserve everything like, I don't,
0: and I, don't, uh-huh. I want to expand it beyond CD Project Red too there's modders and like mod many games oh, yes. that are super impressive I've never been oh. in that market because I, I, I'm I kind of trying to be like I want to play the true experience but you sometimes Not you, in just cyberpunk. you just don't <laughs> <Not in laughs> cyberpunk
1: so I, I'm like you know tip my hat to the modders and honestly like mods are like where like certain games live for me like i don't love bethesda games but after enough mods those games can be amazing experiences and they give you reasons to come back Mm -hmm. because you can try totally different things so uh yeah I, i was having a good time with all these mods like my uh my character has like robotic arms which it's like weird in a cyberpunk game that you couldn't have like you know johnny silverhand his one arms metal they won't let you have that, at least aesthetically, like you can get those mandis blades and like weird things, but you can't see them. Well, one of the mods, my girl's hands are little robot hands. So in the cutscenes, it's just really cool. And I, I don't know. Yeah, I like mods are saving this game for me and they're making it way more enjoyable. Uh So, yeah, I spent all my time there. I'm happy. Uh It was quite fun. Uh, But. Anyway, that's about all I had time for this week. Well, there was one other
0: thing that we both did, and it was quite fun. We saw the Spider-Man movie, and uh, I just have to say, I loved it. I loved it a lot. How about yourself, Steve? I think you liked it, too. There's a couple moments where you were gasping in excitement and surprise.
1: I'm not going to ruin it or try to ruin it for anyone, so I'm going to be very... Vague, uh, while talking about it, but I, I liked it. Like I enjoyed it. My issues, you know, the same I've had in the last two. I'm just not a big fan of Tom Holland's Spider Man. I, I, I think I know why people like him, and I could be wrong, but I think it's more to do with him being in the MCU versus him just being the better Spider Man. Because I personally just don't see. At least for me, I just can't understand why anyone would think that, but. He's the worst part of this movie. Otherwise, I loved everything else. So it's just like, yeah, I, I was, you know, it. I, I had to digest. I would like to see it again just to see my full thoughts on it. But, um, yeah, I just don't want to talk about it too much because it's so hard not to accidentally say something that could come off yeah. like a spoiler. Yeah, I don't it is very fan servicey, but you you know, know, yeah, whatever. I
0: didn't have as much of an issue with
1: him as a Spider
0: Man. I mean, do I have a preference? I probably prefer like Andrew Garfield and his quips more for comedy. Um but in my head I'm trying to justify that Tom Holland's more of a younger Spider Man, so he's still like, you know, maturing. So I can see how that might not be as
1: interesting, maybe. But yeah. I I liked it a lot. So we're going to move on from what we've done to what we should be doing, or at least talking about, and that's our pre-news discussion. The Game Awards 2021 sets record of 85 million live streams. This one comes from GameIndustry.biz. The Game Awards reported that viewership grew to 85 million live streams for its 2021 show, which represents an increase of a whole two percent year over year compared to last year's event. The year end broadcast was streamed to 30 digital networks globally. Twitch accounted for three point three five million viewers across channels and co-streams. On YouTube, the show amassed more than one point seven five million hours watched on its official stream, up fourteen percent compared to twenty twenty. Although the exact numbers weren't disclosed, the game awards said viewership in China reached double digits growth on services such as Billy Billy, uh, Doyo. Or do you? I don't. Do you? I'm gonna go with that one. Huya and Ten Cent Video. Looking at social media, the show reported that 1.6 million tweets were about the event, the most it's seen since beginning of 2014. Finally, audiences audience voting for the show grew 27 percent year over year, reaching 23.2 million. Chris, does any of this surprise you? Are you excited about this? Do you think they can keep this up? Uh, I think (laughs) you think you can keep this up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I think this is, uh, I mean, we're still in COVID times clearly now, and I think a lot of people are at home trying to get excited for new things. There's a lot of hype about some games that like Elden Ring, people want to know about it, see hopefully something about it, Harry Potter, tons of other things that are out there. Uh so I think there was a lot of anticipation for like what could be coming. I don't think people I think people care less about the awards nowadays and it's more just the, the announcements. So I could see why if they can get some of those exclusives, which Jeff can clearly do. Uh he's got the connections. Um so I'm not too surprised by any of this. Even myself. I never I didn't when I watched it, I wasn't watching the the actual live stream. I was watching one of the the YouTube streamers that I watch. And that person was watching it. (laughs) So it was like, uh, it's, I mean, I'm not surprised by the numbers. Like I said, just because of COVID times and people need stuff to do. Um, But good on them. I mean, even some of the awards, they kind of flew through them. Like they didn't even like, you know, hand physical awards to people. I assume they're getting them in the mail, but um, I enjoyed the show. It was whatever. It killed some time. So,
1: yeah, I think, it's funny you brought up the, the awards. Like People don't seem to care about them as much. I guess I would say I felt like the award show itself didn't seem to care about them that much either. Yeah. It seemed to be very much angled towards how we can get as much ad revenue as humanly possible. And on top of that, keep people interested and watching by just throwing out, in my opinion, lackluster announcements. And it worked, clearly. I mean, I would say the growth here seems to be things outside of actually watching it. Like, you know, when we're talking about tweets and the votes and even the voting thing to me is weird because from my understanding, you can vote multiple times, like in the same categories. So if that's true, like, are people just getting more upset that their game didn't win last year? So now this year they're, you know, doubling down, being like, hey, I'm going to vote every single day. And, you know, maybe that's where that's coming from. Because really, the one that, like, strikes me odd here is just the two percent of actual streamer growth and that's you know not a lot when you're already talking about a number like 85 mil who knows it's not a great amount of growth and for me i just want to see where this goes later because i'm wondering if other you know maybe i'm the outlier i don't know what i'm talking about or i just have a weird view on things but my i'm wondering if more people are like myself and they're catching on that you know this Award shows are very odd. It's riddled with these like ads and they seem to be not really focusing on the awards whatsoever. So then are other people going to turn out like me and just, you know, let's watch the recap when I wake up the next morning.
0: Mm-hmm. I could see that happening. Yeah. Because there's, there's definitely a lot of fluff in the middle that didn't really care. <laughs>
1: I did have one friend that came back to me and he actually thanked me. He's like, actually, after your, <laughs> your rant, He's like, I didn't want to watch it, so I end up sleeping through, waking up and being very happy that I just slept through it. I'm like, okay, well, I saved somebody. <laughs> Wish I could have saved myself, because I watched the announcements for, probably stayed up an hour and a half too late.
0: Yeah, It's now our job. Hades makes history as the first video game to win a Hugo Award. This one comes from IGN. Supergiant Games Hades has made history as it has officially become the first video game to win a Hugo Award. The Hugo Awards were first presented in 1953 and honor the best works in science fiction and fantasy. Up until 2021, video games and their stories have not been under consideration, uh, but that has now been changed. While this is exciting, it's important to note that the best video game Category was a special category added only for 2021. However, the Committee of WSFS Business Meeting has, in quotes, been studying the possibility of adding such a category for several years now. Despite it being a special category, Hades' win is still treated the same as those in permanent categories. To win the prestigious award, Hades had to best Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Spiritfarer, Final Fantasy VII Remake, the Last of Us Part 2, and Blazeball. Well, it was up against some top tough competition, especially that Blazeball. but uh, <laughs> I'm glad Hades won. Uh, I did myself really like Spirit Fair. I thought that was a really unique game. Final Fantasy VII Remake, we've obviously had our conversations about that. Same as The Last of Us Part 2, we've had our conversations about that. I would even be happier if they went back and gave it to the first Last of Us, but uh, I mean it's it's cool that the it's now a category. Um it'd be nicer if it was a category on a year where there was actually like good competition. Um this year obviously we've talked about it it has been a little rough in the games category. I mean but uh yeah, it's cool. I'm I'm glad Hades won. At some point I look forward to playing it. it's, it's on the top pile of my list. Maybe on my holidays, but probably not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to be honest. There's other stuff and multiplayer games I would rather play with friends. So maybe maybe someday. I
1: I have also never played Hades, so I don't know if I should feel invested in any of these uh, that were nominated. Just like yourself, you have a account. (laughs) I don't know what that is. And I'm scared of it just by your description. Um, But. You know, I guess it's cool that other, I don't know what to call these, but collections of people are at least somewhat showing interest in games and seeing that they are an art form and they can tell a very interactive story and it can have rich characters and all these things. My only issue is, you know, I already stated i never played Hades, so maybe I don't have a clear understanding. But I do compare to some of these, like even The Last of Us 2, regardless of where you sit on that game. Does Hades really have a better narrative? You know, does, I, I, anytime I've heard anyone talk about Hades, I don't think anyone's talked about its story as being, you know, it the big component or why everyone or proponent uh, for why everyone loves this game. So it's just interesting that the, they specifically talk about how these awards. Honor best works in science fiction and fantasy. When to me that speaks directly about the story, and maybe you know the world building in in Hades is why they think it is worthy of the the uh, title or whatever award. But um, yeah, it just seems interesting to me. But uh, yeah, I I think I'm just skeptical from the start, where I'm like, "Mm, hopefully this just isn't a situation where it's a bunch of Dusty old people in a room and they just kind of picked one that looked interesting <laughs> and they're like, well, everyone else gave this game of the year, so we are too. Anyway, we can move on. Guermo Del Toro doesn't think he'll ever develop a game again. This one comes from IGN. Academy Award-winning director Guermo Del Toro, who once attached a Konami's Silent Hill project to Hideo Kojima, has said he doesn't think he'll ever try to develop a game again. As reported by GameSpot, uh Del Toro appeared on a happy, sad, confused podcast. And confirmed he was not working on any Silent Hill related projects. The question arrived after Del Toro made an appearance at the Game Awards 2021 and playfully said that he would love that he loved the art direction in Silent Hill and hoped that we would get a new one soon. Uh he kind of went on to make many more quotes, but basically is just saying that currently, even though he did that playful announcement, he's not supposedly attached to anything Silent Hill related, and that he just Thinks he's, I think his direct quote was something like, I'm the albatross to video gaming. Like, it's just not his universe. So he just seems to think it's better for him not to get involved with him anymore, which that's fine. You know, I, I guess we can just take small cameos of him showing up in Death Stranding and that's good enough. Yeah. I could see him maybe like not fully
0: running a project, but I could see him like assisting other people with their projects for sure. Absolutely. I, I, especially yeah. when
1: we are discussing horror games. Cause let's face it, Guermo. Has a fondness for the horror.
0: Yeah, no i I could totally see him working with hideo and other people down the road for different projects. It's just maybe he's not cut out for running his own project, or obviously he just he's, he himself is saying he's just not maybe not interested in that that field.
1: Well, he's a he's a busy guy. He makes a lot of movies that I'm at least interested in. Uh, you know, scary. St- What was that last movie, uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark or something about that? I can't remember the name exactly. And then me and my wife started watching Antlers because we could finally rent that. And I was really looking forward to that um, because I love little monster movies. But um, yeah, (laughs) it's like other than that, like, who knows? But if he's not interested, then, you know, that's totally fine. I'm just as interested in anything else, you know, that he's making in the movie world. I don't need him to be stretched too thin.
0: Player Unknown Battleground Battlegrounds, the original Battle Royale game, I'm going to call it by the original name, will be F2P, free to play, in January 2022. This one comes from IGN. PUBG Battlegrounds, the game that kicked off the rise of the Battle Royale genre, is officially going free to play on January 12th, 2022. Chris will be requesting his money back for the original game. No, I'm just kidding. The Battlegrounds Plus account unlocks XP boosts, ranked mode, and more. Existing PUBG Battlegrounds players will be rewarded with a Battlegrounds Plus account and other gifts. I'm assuming the Plus account will be like a season pass type thing. So they'll probably give us one free season and then probably get us to purchase it in the future. I'm guessing. That's my
1: theory. But yeah.
0: I'm looking forward to this because this means that there'll be more new people t- to waste.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of now that you said it the way you said it. I didn't really understand it before, but now it kind of sounds like if you're correct and they give you one free season, then this seems like almost a scheme and how to. It's like, how do we get people that paid for the game to now give us more money? Yeah. to keep, And so they're going to give you yep. a free season it's to smart. justify you. Yeah. And now, yeah, you're just going to have to keep relevant if you want those perks and so on. Yeah, they'll get you hooked. Don't don't never play this game. Not going to start playing this game. Damn, I I
0: thought I had a chance.
1: (laughs) No, I'm sorry. I just, this game is jank. If, if if, you know, if there is the definition of jank in a dictionary, this game is going to be having its picture right next to it. I had a bad, you know, not great experiences with this one. I've talked to many others, and I think it's, Pretty unanimous that in the Battle Royale mode, this is probably the worst running game there is. Uh, so I'm just like, you know, it's fine. Like, I think it's the OG, you know, it's the original, but you know, let's face it, there's Fortnite and Warzone, and they're eating this thing's lunch, and that's obviously why it's going free to play. (laughs) Chris, I got a rumor for you. PS Plus, PS5, PS4 games for January 2022 leaked early that's right 2022 chris that's the way we have to talk from now on uh this one comes from push square and it is rumored that our three free games next month are dirt 5 not bad for ps5 ps4 uh deep rock galactic which is apparently a newer game also ps5 ps4 and then the one i'm interested in because i wouldn't pay for it normally persona 5 strikers
0: yeah i hope this isn't true I don't want it to be true because <laughs> I, I, I bought Persona 5 Strikers and I haven't really played it much. I keep am holding out for a PS5 upgraded
1: version, but it's n- never n- happening.
0: knowing their track record, it's going to take five years for that to happen. So,
1: dude, we still don't have Persona 4 Golden <laughs> on anything other than Vita or I oh, sorry PC as well. But like, yeah, they're not <laughs> great. for. Yeah.
0: No, I kind of wish I probably held off buying it when I did. I played a little bit of it, but like I barely even—I don't even think I finished the first, uh, the first uh, dungeon or whatever. So first castle, but uh, yeah, I. That's why I'm kind of hoping it's not true, but whatever. Those are still good games. Dirts mm-hmm. Dirts always been a good series. Deep Rock Galactic. I played the a beta of it. I think a million years ago on PC, and it's pretty fun. It's one of those like dungeon crawler, looking for resources, and then get what you want, escape back to your mace, and just kind of randomly doing dungeon digging caves and stuff. And it's, fun, it's a fun, like, group game, too. So, th- this is a good list, I'll be honest.
1: It's definitely one of the better ones we've had in the last while. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, I, I kind of echo what you say. I heard good things about Dirt 5. Uh, it's a solid racing game apparently. Uh, I don't know anything about Deep Rock, but then Persona 5 Strikers, like I said, I'll definitely be adding that, and that's not to say I'll be playing it anytime soon but you know there have been multiple walls in the last year so having things like this in my backlog you know finally starting to have a backlog you know it's very hard for me i'm very selective i know uh but we're gonna move forward sony's backwards
0: ps4 to ps5 upgrade system is still causing headaches this one comes from push square i think it's a little over exaggerated but uh, i mean, <laughs> oh, okay it was supposed to be a week of celebration. The PlayStation Plus version of Final Fantasy VII Remake was finally enabled for PlayStation 5 upgrades yesterday, meaning all those who claimed it through Sony's subscription service could tuck into the new gen edition completely cost free. Except there's still a catch. Of course there is. It wouldn't be PlayStation without them. Oh, Jeez, Push Square, you're being a little harsh. Come on, man. Those who had previously upgraded their Blu-ray copy of Final Fantasy VII Remake were hoping that they'd be able to easily transition to the digital PlayStation Plus version and not have to deal with finicky discs. Except they can't. Even if the PlayStation Plus version is also in their library, the upgrade will demand their disc. This is a very specific error that won't trouble too many players. Additionally, those who held onto their Blu-rays can still enjoy the remaster by simply plopping in the disc into their console like they always had to. Now, I think you and I are both in that category. We both have the disk based version, I think, right? You have the disk based Uh, version? No, I am digital. You just digital. Okay, I bought I was hyped up and bought the like collector's edition or deluxe edition. I think it was the deluxe edition. So I have the disk based version, but I also have the digital version because it became free at some point. I can't remember when. So I guess I would be in that category of someone who's having an issue with this. I kind of believe deep down that this will probably get fixed. Where they, if you own both of them, they'll, it'll know to just give you the digital version of it. I could be wrong in that. Uh, I don't have the integrated version. I haven't upgraded to that, so I might not even have access to it. I I don't remember what the requirements were.
1: But oh no, you definitely will because you bought the base game.
0: Yeah. My problem is, is I totally am understanding these issues right now. I don't think it's a PlayStation problem. I'm going to put this on Square Enix because. It seems like they're the ones who are causing so many issues lately. Uh, so I'm going to say it's more of a them problem than a PlayStation problem. I have a feeling Screenix said, okay, well, they went and talked to Sony. It's like, this is what we
1: want to do. And so he's like, eh.
0: now I'm putting words in people's mouths, but I believe it and leave me alone.
1: Right away, my, I like to problem solve. So I'm like, well, do you need to put the disc in at all? Like, can you delete the very concept that you had it? and then just do the digital but it says you can't do that so i don't know um i guess yeah this i i'm digital regardless so i'm going to have the integrated version i i don't have to worry about this but i i feel for people that bought the disc version like that is somewhat annoying but you know let's face it if playstation never gave you this game for free you you wouldn't you'd still be needing your disc in the console anyway so whatever you know it is what it is we're in that weird Place and time where it's like digital versus physical, and how do these things interweave? And it, it can get a little much. And this is one of those examples it's a digital world, like, yeah, people only buy the discs for like collectors and that type of stuff. So, yeah, game informer cover story digs into Horizons, Forbidden West, towns, workbenches, and more. This one comes from Push Square. This twelve-page article includes reports from two hands-off demos. One demo showcased an early area in the game, providing a glimpse at the more detailed towns and character models, alongside a new skill, new skill trees. Sorry, and workbench system. Our second demo took us much later in the game to see a boss battle in action against a new fierce foe, the Slitherfang. Uh, that's a giant snake robot. For those of you who haven't been keeping track, Game Informer teases, however. The new machines are only part of Aloy's struggle this time. Find out more about the additional pressures and conundrums coming her way and how Guerrilla Gaming is taking Aloy and the gameplay in Horizon Forbidden West to a new level. Uh, So there you go. There's more stuff. I guess Game Informer had, you know, a decent article. It's the, I think it's a cover of this month's issue. And yeah, they're, you know, adding a lot more content to this game, which I think is fantastic. Like I said, I'm not a big fan of the first one. I think it definitely needs a lot added to make it feel like it has any substance. I wasn't a fan of the, just the battle mechanics in general. thought it was all kind of like everything, you know, it had stuff, but nothing felt connected. There was no definitive way to play this game. And that always bothered me. I felt like dodging didn't quite work. And, you know, fighting the, the human AI, Chris, is like an eye roll in itself. It almost felt like a
0: really advanced tech demo. Because I, I enjoyed the first one, but it's a pretty short game. Like, if you just do the storyline, you can get through that sucker pretty quick. Yeah. And it's not even that difficult either once you figure out the mechanics. But, yeah. No, that's good. Um, anything more is good. It's still not going to get me to buy the game. At least yeah. not off the hot off the presses, but um, this will be one of those, like, late in the night if I'm really bored purchase type things or if it, if it's on
1: sale or something. I don't, it's just it's not something I'm interested in. So I'm currently in the point where I can kind of confirm this isn't a day one purchase for me, but I'm hoping something can come out before its release date and change my mind because I want stuff. But at the same time, you know, this is coming out very close to Elden Ring. So I don't know. I, I might not have any interest or I'll just be too busy to pick this game up. You know, Seafood's coming out around that time. There's a lot of stuff coming out in spring, so. EA reportedly
0: canceled a Harry Potter MMO because it didn't think the brand had staying power. This one comes from VGC. Kim Salzer, who served as EA's Director of Product Marketing from 2000 to 2003, at a time when the publisher held the rights to make Harry Potter games, Made the revelation during a Twitch interview with streamer The Real Brandalorian. When asked about a game that she was involved in that she was excited about but that ultimately never saw the light of day, she mentioned the Harry Potter MMO. In quotes, a big one for me because I was so personally involved in it and it's such a huge IP that has lived on is an online massively multiplayer game for Harry Potter, Salzer said. We did all the research. We had the beta built out. It was a combination offline online experience where we'd actually mail stuff to the kids like prizes and ribbons and stuff like that. Thoroughly researched, very confident in the success of this, but it was killed for a lack of a better term because EA was going through changes at that time and they just didn't know or believe enough that that IP would have a shelf life longer than a year or two.
1: Uh, Yeah, I don't know what to say. Like, I love Harry Potter, I love that world. Uh, I think hearing the cool stuff about how they would mail kids prizes and ribbons and stuff, I'm like, that's actually a really cool concept. Like, as long as they'd actually follow through with that and not just do it for like the first month and be like, you know what, these ribbons are getting kind of expensive, (laughs) like, we're not sending them out anymore. Uh, that'd be my fear, but you know, for the most part, I'm liking what I'm hearing. My only issue is, I kind of agree with EA, I just feel like MMOs are a diamond dozen nowadays. And unless you had truly something really special, it is hard to keep eyes on you for longer than the first initial year. Well, and to compete around like the two
0: thousands, 2003 era like that, like what would have been around at that time? Like, and Harry Potter was still relatively, I think it was pretty fresh still around 2000, 2003. I don't remember when the books came out, but that's, it's getting back there. kinda. The, most of the uh-huh. books might have been done by then, I'm thinking, but it's still, a, I could see, you know, reading the tea leaves that it, it might not have had success because yeah. how, I mean, how many MMOs die after the first couple of years or even first year. So it's probably a good thing that they, they shelved this one. Um, I think the next game for Harry Potter is going to probably blow up pretty good and then that'll be the time to like actually consider if they want to maybe tackle that MMO space
1: or just add an online component to uh Hogwarts legacy.
0: Yeah, if they if if it's something that can be tacked on pretty easily. I say mm-hmm. tacked on because I don't
1: think it'd be fleshed out
0: enough for any real substance, but maybe. Maybe maybe they're yep. working on it.
1: Ubisoft to continue pursuing NFTs despite backlash. Surprise. Uh this one comes from VGC. In an interview with Decrypt, the publisher discussed the fan backlash to the Quartz reveal and called it a major change for fans. In quotes, we have received a lot of feedback since the announcement, and we hear both the encouragement and the concerns. Okay, I have to stop. I'm sorry. You heard the encouragement? Is that the 1,000 likes that video had versus the almost 30,000 dislikes? Is that the encouragement, Chris? The encouragement was in their head. That That is just... I don't know. I get it that you sometimes just have to play disbelief, but that's that is uh, that's insane. Here we go. Ubisoft's blockchain technical director also said, we understand where the sentiment towards the technology comes from, and we need to keep taking it into consideration every step of the way. Uh, He continued, the experiment is meant to understand how the value proposition of decentralization can be received and embraced by our players. We know it is a major change that will take time, but we will stay true to our three principles. A number of Ubisoft developers are extremely unhappy with the company's decision to add non-fungible tokens to its game, according to a recent report. Kotaku claims that they have been shown messages posted on Ubisoft's internal social media hub, Mana, in which staff are showing confusion and disappointment over the recent announcement of the Ubisoft Quartz platform. Uh, One developer, confused by the plans, reportedly wrote, in quotes, I still don't really understand the problem being solved here. Is it really worth the extremely negative publicity this will cause? Another staff member, not in favor of the platform, added, how can you look at private property, speculation, artificial scarcity, and egoism, then say, yes, this is good, I want that, let's put it in art. Chris, there's a lot to that article. I think we kind of touched on this a little bit last week, but um, yeah, now it sounds like Ubisoft's not going to back down, which I'm not surprised by. We, I, I kind of had these discussions off air with many people trying to explain NFTs, or at least as far as I've gone with them. Uh, even I do recommend uh, if you have any interest in South Park, the newest et- uh, episode or special makes fun of NFTs to like, to the extreme, and I love it because now understanding what I do of NFTs, it is very ridiculous. And the only value in an NFT is your perceived value in that. Um, and then it just becomes a pyramid scheme from there. And I just feel like if Ubisoft sees that, they understand that they can make a store where everyone's just trading these made up values and they can take a cut of all these transactions it's nothing but a money printing machine for them then. And so that is, you know, that's how I kind of understand why they went back down. Do I love this? Absolutely not. I think it's stupid, but I mean, at the same time, it doesn't affect me. It's not going to stop me from playing any of their games. Uh, I feel like they're doing a better job on that front, especially going with all these free-to-play open world systems. But honestly, it's like, It's only going to affect people that think there's a reason they want these things. And I mean, that's their prerogative. I can't stop them.
0: I'm wondering, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but is this now they call it NFT. But isn't this something that's been around for a while now? Like you get, you know, Steam games, you get digital cards for playing the games for a couple hours and then you could sell those cards for to somebody else for like. Usually, if the game is brand new, you can maybe get a buck for some of these digital cards. But usually after a couple months, the cards would go down to like, I don't know, five cents to 15 cents. So isn't this kind of already been around? It just hasn't been labeled as NFT. Am am I maybe getting that wrong? Or does that make sense to you?
1: I think there can be more. It depends on where these are coming from. I think it can get more complicated, but I don't think you're incorrect. I do think that NFTs are essentially just naming or branding of what we've seen from other things multiple times like even in my opinion i could be wrong and someone can debate me on this but even cs uh cs goes like gun skins i look yeah. at it as essentially the same thing that's what You're i'm buying cosmetics skin yes and you can sell it i mean i guess with nfts the the difference is supposed to be that it's like the only one of its kind where CS, so, like cs go i assume the guns there's probably more than one person that can have the same skin where this is You know, going to be a little different where, but again, NFTs don't mean anything. And literally if you look into it further, uh, they give you a fancy piece of paper saying you own this, but you actually don't have the copyright. So if they wanted to go ahead and use it anyway, they still can and you can't stop them. It's again, very silly. I don't understand why you pay for something you technically don't have ownership of. It just
0: feels like dirty money to me. Cause when I'm picturing like those steam cards that you can sell, like I I put the card up for 15 cents. Okay, but you actually because I want to get 15 cents out of it. The, the system makes it so that you have to put it up for 19 cents. Four cents will go to Steam or, or or whatever. I think it's Steam. I don't think it's to the game publisher or anything. That's like literally free money they're getting from exchanging this digital good of nothingness. It's really no value. I mean, maybe some people perceive it as a value by having these things. Maybe if they're like really a big fan of a particular game, sure. But I don't know. It just to me, it just blows me away how they think this is going to be good and and then this is what's causing like the mass exodus there's tons of people leaving these these game companies right now it's it's Mm -hmm. massive
1: no and i think you're absolutely correct i look at this and it it does feel like dirty money um but that's exactly what i'm saying like they just look at this as a money a money printing machine and you know they have to do very little they literally just have to hire people to make any sort of art I know like uh, pretend I, that it's worth anything and then just hope that people fall for it and spend money for it. It's like maybe I should they should take a cut.
0: Yeah, I should just go look up these concept art people who make this stuff and then go to them directly and just ask them. It's like, hey, could I could you draw me this or could I ha- purchase that from you directly? I mean, obviously, you can't do that if it's specific to like the game and, you know, that's it's part of their, you know, proprietary company, blah, blah, blah. But you know what i mean it's like it's just i'll pay someone to draw me that or something i don't know it's just a this is above me it just doesn't make sense and it just seems like a waste cyberpunk designer responds to lack of police chases by saying elden ring won't have them either this one comes from vgc when asked why the game doesn't feature police chases on a recent live stream instead of opting for police to spawn behind you randomly The developer pushed back on the idea that all open world games have these encounters, citing some examples. I don't think that the Sonic or the Elden Ring open world game will have it. While some have assumed this was an attempt at a joke, it has not gone down well with fans. Sasko goes on to say that the real reason for the lack of car chase mechanics was an inability to get it working in the game before launch, and that they eventually gave up on having it. Like I just want to s- take a moment and just like, why would you think that this is a proper? Ju- like, are you comparing your open world game to like every other open world game? You just can't do that. Like, not like.
1: Well, and it's just it's not Assassin's even, it's Creed not has, has police to-
0: chases because the Templars go at, on horses and chase after you.
1: Well, and it's not apples to apples. It's, it's so, the so Elden you Ring have, doesn't have police. Yeah, it's it's a fantasy world where. Your game was literally the, the big selling point of it was a big living city, yeah. like a vibrant with a police uh, infrastructure. Yeah, like,
0: Don't you, don't call them police if you don't want them to do exactly what the police do in real life.
1: Use a different term. Call them militia or I don't know something well, else. And, and, come and don't up with a name yourself for them. to don't compare yourself to a Sonic game or a from a software game. How about we compare you to Grand Theft Auto where they do have police chases, where they've had police chases since playstation 2 this yeah. isn't a, a, a new you know what honestly i think since playstation 1 this isn't a new concept for games that take places in cities yeah mafia we can bring up many games that have these systems um oh, would it be uh saint saint's row uh yeah, you know oh yeah, yeah, many yeah. different games any that game. <laughs> have city yes any that has game that police. takes place in a city yes
0: yeah so it's like you have police in your game. You've seen other games that have police. They they chase you in their cars. So it's like I, I, unless you're like didn't have vehicles in the game, then that would make more sense, I guess. But like, don't call them police and have them do police things, except for you know police chases.
1: This game honestly would have been better just to remove police altogether. Pretend you've never heard of a policing system, because it's like even like going past this, mean you will remember that when this game came out and even up until recently they didn't patch it but people found out that police just spawned behind you always that's how they're coded because they couldn't get to work properly yeah and even in certain times playing on the pc just this last week i feel like that happened where there was a cop in the middle of a quest for no reason he got in the middle of a gunfight and then i accidentally shot him so then two more popped up behind me again wasn't very hard to run you know i turned a corner and suddenly they're like wow what can we do? <laughs> it's just it's So I don't know. This, this game was so broken and it's just, how do you not get these simple settings or systems to work whatsoever? It, it's mind boggling to me, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just being unruly and unreasonable, but it's just, yeah. And even reading this, like maybe the problem for me is that I read it and I didn't hear it, but the way it's written, the words go on the paper. I look at this as it's very, deflective and aggressive at first and then he kind of like well, we couldn't get it to work it's almost like he calmed down in the corner (laughs) yeah Yeah. and i was just like well why did you have to throw sonic and Elden ring on the boss when well not even really because it's like they're just clearly not games that would have a policing system i i don't know it just seems like such a weird comparison to make and it just i don't know it just looks bad it looks bad Ghost of Tsushima movie director says we're taking our time to do it right. This one comes from VGC. In a new interview with IGN, which took place on the red carpet for The Matrix Resurrections, Chad Stelhalski, hopefully I said that right, uh, is quoted as saying, you know how video game adaptations can go, so we're taking our time and doing it right. We're working very closely with the game's developers to make sure we stick to what's great about it. Well, the filmmaker conceded that the crew are still in the early stages of production and have yet to finalize a script, he assured fans of the series that players would be very happy with what they were working on. Uh, he is best known for directing the John Wick film, so I have some faith in him. And I'm okay with this. I don't need a Ghost of Tsushima movie right this second. It's still very fresh in my mind. We just played the director's cut this year. Uh, I've beaten new game plus recently, uh, within this last year. So I'm not, you know, dying to get this, but I'm excited to see it. I think it's going to be a visual masterpiece. Yeah, no, I could
0: see that too. Visually. I think it's going to be pretty stunning and based on, you know, his track record for the John Wick John wick films. Like
1: it's the action's going to be done. Right. So, hmm.
0: Yeah. Not much to I'm say on this to see one. How I'm, that, I'm looking forward to it, though.
1: How gunfights will translate to sword fights. Yeah. And how it, can he keep the same style, or is he going to go buck wild and just well, I, kind of I, turn John a corner Wick, and give us something totally new? With John Wick, are you ever really in a
0: gunfight? He pretty much takes you out in the first shot. It's not really much of a fight.
1: <laughs> it's a lot of waves of people. It's like a <laughs> horde
0: mode. Yeah, horde mode. But he takes them all in one hit. So it's like a battle. I, eh, I don't know.
1: There's a couple of times where I hit him in the face a couple of times before he shoots him. You know, yeah. spice it up a little. Yeah, a little spice.
0: GTA Trilogy Remaster PC owners have been offered a free Rockstar game. This one comes from BGC. Rockstar is offering players who purchased the PC version of Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition, a free game. The promotion is available to existing GTA Trilogy definitive edition owners and those <laughs> who purchased the remaster collection by January 5th, 2022. GTA 5 Premium Edition, GTA 4 Complete Edition, Max Payne 3 LA Noir, Bully Scholarship Edition, a Great White Shark cash card for GTA Online, 55 gold bars for Red Dead Redem- Red Dead I was gonna say redemption, Red Dead Online. So that is the list of the choices that I guess the people who bought this could choose from. If I had to make a suggestion, oh, I I did like a lot of those. LA Noir was good if you haven't experienced it.
1: I liked it. It was good for the time. I know it was very mixed like reactions, but I I liked it. Yeah.
0: GTA 5 everybody probably already owns it.
1: <laughs> so, I don't know. Mm. Some of the
0: hardcore people probably choose the GTA online crap.
1: Yeah. Nobody's picking the 55 gold bars, but you know, good on you.
0: Yeah, I don't know if Red Dead Online is, you know, kicking it or not. I keep wanting to like try it with
1: a group of people, but and then I don't. Final <laughs> mm. Fantasy VII Remake called the worst A PC port in a long time. This one comes from VGC. Journalist Alex Batagalia, I hope I said that right, of Digital Foundry, initially tweeted his issues with the port on December 17th, one day after the game's PC release on the Epic Game Store. Uh, he would later tweet the game featured incredible stutter when the game is started in the default mode, and that every effect was displayed for the first and was accompanied by a long stutter. Another Digital Foundry journalist, John Linneman, collaborated the report stating the smooth presentation was central to its storytelling and this version compromises it. A full video breaking down the issues is seemingly due from Digital Foundry later this week, but until then, Alex speaking on Recetera concluded his thoughts with, I humbly submit that no one should buy it. They wrote, this is literally the worst AAA release I have seen on PC in a good long time. So Chris, uh, I don't think any of us were looking at this for PC anyway, but it's a little disappointing to hear. I guess the other weird thing that I would like to bring up is that specifically the PC reviews on Metacritic are extremely high. In fact, Screen Rant gave it like 100. Okay. And literally many of them, at least the higher up, uh, the higher ranking ones, talk about how good it looks and how great this is and all these other things. And, you know, this is kind of an issue I've had with certain media outlets before where I just don't think they're actually playing the games and they're just kind of winging it. And, you know, or I don't want to say they're being bribed, but it just seems like. Why aren't you talking about these issues? Like, even Cyberpunk took a while till people blew that open. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Like, it doesn't make
0: sense to me. Like, there's clearly issues, and you're seeing these issues, like, literally pressing play on the beginning of the game. So, I don't understand how people could give these higher reviews. I kind of echo what you say. I I don't want to say that people are getting bribed, but, like, eh. Like this is weird. Come on, guys. Like, open your eyes. Just turn the game on. You see this shit happening. Yeah, this is stuff that could possibly be patched down the road. But there's talks sure. that like they're like they're <laughs> Square Enix might not go that route. Even like this is support. It's one and done. It's out. Move on.
1: And the know. other concern I have is uh, I didn't include it, but we can talk about it here. But some data miners basically found out that it looks like through code that it should be coming to Steam at some time as well. Mm. So then it's like, we're just going to get even more people that unfortunately might get a very subpar version of this game. It's like, I think I've seen this before. I'm trying to remember what this was
0: like, what previous game wasn't like, didn't Borderlands like the more recent one exclusively come out on Epic? And it, it had an okay launch, but there's still some rough things. And it's like they were able to fix that stuff just before it came out onto Steam. So it feels like Epic Store is being used as like the trial run.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. They like to get everything first. So they become the guinea pig by default.
0: Yeah. And the nice thing about like PC launch is like, yeah, it comes out on Epic. It might get screwed up. But eventually when it converts over to Steam, it should be like the same patch version because they're, they're pretty much working with the exact
1: same code. So... Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, disheartening here, but, you know, this is kind of the arguments that me and Curtis have sometimes off recording where, you know, I feel like we'll always bring up a game and be like, oh, I don't like this. And, or I-, I wish I had that. And, you know, he always has that condescending manner of himself where he throws in like, oh, well, if you were playing on PC, and this is always my case point where I'm like, there's plenty of games, if not more than on console that come out broken for a PC broken because let's face it, a majority of gaming money, a lot of it's coming from uh console gamers. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of these games are specifically developed for consoles. So then what does that leave PC? It leaves some weird side company. Not always. Sometimes it's the, you know, the, the original developers themselves, but a lot of the times it's just ported over by a subcontracting developer and they just, sometimes miss the mark we talked about arkham knight on pc and (laughs) what an epic fail that was and you know there's i can't i can't pluck them from the top of my head but like there's many many games that have bad ports on pc and Mm. it's just like i'm not saying that no one should ever pc game that's not my argument whatsoever it's just you know these are the unfortunate situations where yeah when you get games developed solely for consoles that you can have these issues but I just I also attribute that to like lazy developers that don't do the full work. So well, Chris, we got through another episode, so uh, hopefully we're running a little long, so we don't have any review roundup this week because nothing really came out. And we're just gonna go right to homework. What is homework? Homework is when we don't have enough time in the show to get through everything that came out this week. So we give you the article headlines where you can find those articles, and then you can go educate yourselves. So we're starting with Naughty Dog Developers Name Their Games of the Year for 2021. That one comes from IGN. Jaw-dropping PS5 Horizon Forbidden West screen show A Bustling Town. That one comes from Push Square. Sony Partner Deviation Games to Enter Full Production on PS5 Game in 2022. This one comes from Push Square. New Uncharted Movie Trailer shows off bombastic action. Sully's Mustache in that one's Push Square. PlayStation Store holiday sale discounts over 1,300 products. This one comes from VGC. Voice of Cards free update adds high speed mode for faster gameplay. This one comes from Push Yay, Square. Uh, Yay! Yeah, I, th- I was going to say, I it thought it. It's a little might, slow yeah.
0: sometimes. Like, it's the cards will come up and it's like, okay, next card. I already read it. I already read
1: it. It's just a little yeah. slow. So I'm looking forward to that. George R. R. Martin thinks Elden Ring looks incredible. This one comes from Push Square. EA has had more UK Christmas number one games than any other publisher. This one comes from VGC. Ubisoft is planning Assassin's Creed Origins 60 frames per second update. This one comes from VGC. And the last one, Battlefield's 2042 Season 1 starts in March according to Datamine. This one comes from VGC as well. And people are very unhappy that uh, they were told that they'd be getting content sooner. And it looks like that's already possibly being pushed back to March. Well, I think so they, if you bought con- that game...
0: Instead of content, they just need a functional game that's my one for the week.
1: There you go. So that is it for the week, guys. Thanks for joining us again. You know, there's probably not a lot of content that is competing with us this week, because I think a lot of people pre-recorded. But anyway, you're getting a fresh download. So yay for us. We're all winners this week. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks for giving us your time. It's of your most valuable currency. We appreciate it. it humbles us. And until next Monday, goodbye. Hey, Christmas. Happy holidays. Bye, guys. Merry Christmas babe